hello, hello. It is rivalry week on the Salute Detroit. It is the Battle Line Salute Detroit podcast. We got the full staff here. And please excuse the beeping in the back. Jamal's missing a battery in his phone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all heard that, didn't you? Driving me insane all day. All day, this thing. Because uh, you, you have something on me, so I had to get you back. So we'll, we'll, call it we'll call it even now. Um, We got the full crew here. Let's, we'll go around the horn. We have the man, the myth, the legend itself, the CEO. That is Mr. Ryan Dyrood. How are you doing today, Ryan? My man. What's up, Coach Rowe? I'm doing good. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Friday to all our listeners and excited to talk about the greatest rivalry in college sports. There we go. We have the mad scientist, the man who could split at Adams 35 times and then put it back together. <laughs> Jamal. The Madman Magdy, how are you doing today, Jamal? Doing well, Coach. Great to see you as always, and always a pleasure to have uh, to have this discussion. So, so great to see you. And then we have the fan favorite, the one you guys always request. If she's missing on the show, we hear it in the comments. The ratings take a nosedive. They, they take a nosedive without Candace. Where's Candace? Well, we got her here on Rivalry Week. We got to chat last week. It's the Queen of LAFB. It's Miss Candice Davis Price. How are you doing, Candice? Very well, very well. And we also have a special, we also have a special guest from the west side of LA, Crenshaw High School. We can't say it because we're on the radio. I was about to say something about the ends. I'll have to say something about the ends when we're on the radio. Crenshaw High School is so UCLA guy. We have to we always bring guys behind enemy lines. Mr. Brian Price, how you doing, Brian? What's, up? Up What's going on? All right, everybody, let's get an A clap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we don't do that. So, <laughs> we don't do that. So, guys, it's it's here. It's We're excited about it. It's the most exciting rivalry that we have, right? And nationwide, it's not really known. And, like, one of the things I do want to address, like, a lot of people, Jamal mentioned it, too, and then I had to remind him. He was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, uh, BP probably could test to this, too. Game's at 12.30, right? And this game is always, every time, ever since I was a kid, USC, UCLA plays at 12.30, daytime game. Like, it's the 12.30 game. I remember Reggie and Matt playing at 12.30. I played at 12.30. It's the game that's in the middle of the afternoon, the biggest rivalry in college sports, in my opinion. And so I'm thinking this game is played at 12.30 because this is the last time it's played in the Pac-12. You know what I mean? And it's just only my speculation. Like, this is the last time it's played in the Pac-12. So they're like, what other way to do it than to have them play at 1230 like they traditionally played at 1230? The only issue with it is that it's the 7-4 and four Trojans and the 6-5 and five Bruins playing each other. It will be a lot better if it was – It will be a lot better if it was the undefeated Trojans and probably like the eight and two Bruins, right? But we're not. <laughs> and Fred, I well, love how you've already hung another loss on UCLA. It's the seven and four Trojans against the six and four Bruins. You know? Oh, six and four. You got I apologize. Loss already. You know, my goodness. I apologize. I apologize. Unconscious bias here, ladies and gentlemen. That is uh... <laughs> Jamal. Jamal, I apologize. I just. <laughs> I followed bad football this year. I just don't follow really bad football. So no. I, I don't know the record. So, so he also does a nine clap instead of an eight clap. I guess. 
So that's how it is. Before we get deep into this thing and really start talking about it, let's get to Ryan. He met, uh, he met, he was in Coach Riley's interview. Let's get the Stone Brewery coaches report. Ryan, what did Coach Riley say in his Thursday interview? Yeah, so I'll have uh, transcriptions up on lfbnetwork.com uh, here in a bit, but uh, nothing real crazy. Most asked about, you know, if about Caleb Williams, is this going to be his last game? Have you guys talked about the bowl game? And and so you know, we just talked about, you know, memories with Caleb and, and what he's meant to the program and, you know, him taking a chance on leaving OU and that. So not super deep stuff. Uh, question asked about, you know, the DC. And basically he said, you know, that's priority number one. Uh, we want to make that hire as quick as possible. So I would not be shocked at all if they make that hire next week after this game. They kind of have that benefit of having the buy after the season. Um, so just reiterated that they do want to move very fast. And um, yeah, it basically they made it sound like I'm not trying to put words or anything. It made it sound like they are hiring not within the staff. It'll be someone else. So I think that's obviously good for everyone to hear. Um, and then I just asked him, we talked about it last night, uh, but I asked him about, you know, this rivalry, you know, he's played in, you know, the Bedlam game played in the the river classic between Texas and OU and last last year was his first year in the victory bell. So I asked him kind of, you know, how does this compare to some of those rivalries? And then also as a coaching staff, do they, with the, you know, with the transfer portal, the transfer portal arrow, do they do anything as a coaching staff to kind of instill those traditions or they lean on their veteran players? So kind of like what we talked about yesterday, it worked out perfect to go into that. So, you know, I thought he, he talked about how he's, Learn very quickly saw how great of a rivalry this is he brought up what we've talked about the fact they're only separated by 12 miles or whatever like no other rivalry has that um and he said it's so special and last year it was it was such a cool moment and he said the thing that i can't remember who said it but we said it a bunch but he's like the other thing that makes this rivalry so great is you play in two iconic venues the rose bowl and the la coliseum like, that, that was me that was me yeah was other me. stadiums are great <laughs> but like you know, it's not the Rose Bowl in the Coliseum and you play in one of those every year. Sure. Um, and then he said that they actually do as a coaching staff since he's been here, they do do some education on the rivalry. He's like, we don't like go deep, deep, but we do do some classroom stuff on just like what this rivalry means, some of the history of the game. Um, but outside of that, they do rely more on, you know, the veteran players to have played in the game, such as Kalen Bullock and Justin Dietrich and whatnot. So not a crazy, you know, last game of the season. So not nothing crazy, but that was uh, the gist of, the Lincoln Riley practice report brought to you by Brewery. Yep. Go, go to your local, go to your local vendor, get you a fight on Pell but brought to you by Stone Brewery. So moving forward, battle of victory bill, just a reminder, the victory bill is painted Cardinal right now. Just a reminder. If we want to get to the history of the game, it is painted Cardinal right now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> give it, so, Hey coach, have a, have Jamal give us the history of the victory bill what it is right now it's a good oh, i was just about to game. i was just about to go into that yeah so jamal can you tell us about the history of the victory bill and then i will explain what happens at usc with the trojan go ahead yeah no so i mean it's such a special rivalry and and i think one of the elements about kind of the history of the victory bell ties into what ryan said when you can have two schools that are just separated by 12 miles it's just a, a quick drive on the 10 freeway you can do all kinds of really fun and interesting things with each other. And so the Victory Bell was actually a gift uh, by the UCLA Alumni Association in 1936 to the university. Um, and so it, it was meant to be kind of where the J.D. Morgan Center is today and, and sort of sit there. And then mysteriously, it got stolen for uh, and was lost and missing for over a year. And it turns out that USC students came in and stole the Victory Bell. 
And so then the student governments and, and the administration of both schools came together and had a meeting and agreed that this would be, uh, you know, the victory bell would be what the two schools would play for uh, in the annual football game. So lots of fun history in that regard. Yeah. So, and, and, and we'll have, we'll have, B, we'll have BP speak on this one too, because he was a student at UCLA. So I know like victory bell week during victory bell week, they wrap the Trojan up in duct tape, but they have like a group of five people. And I don't remember the name of the group. They sit out there from Sunday to Sunday and protect the Trojan, right? 24 hour shifts. They sit out there from Sunday to Sunday, protect the Trojan. Rumor has it that a while ago, a helicopter came over top of the Trojan, dropped blue paint on the Trojan, and ever since then, they started duct taping it, and they have those guys out there protect the Trojan. And I don't know for sure or not, but I think we were talking about Rick Caruso was a part of that group, so he was outside protecting the Trojan one time. In his yeah, they were called years. the Trojan Knights, Fred. The Trojan, Trojan Knights. Knights. There you go. There you go. The Trojan Knights. That's right. They, they were like the they were like the sun hats, and then they have like the uh, SC. Um, Hawaiian shirts on. They wear khaki pants. It, and it's cold out here right now. So good luck to those dudes. <laughs> good luck to those dudes. So BP, what is it like on campus at UCLA the week of Victory Bell Week? Uh, they um, put the bear like in this big box like he's hibernating, you know, lock it up because usually people throw a cardinal paint all over it and do strange stuff like that. But, <laughs> uh, all right. Like hanging the Tommy Trojan, uh, the news. I know you guys do that too. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fun. I mean, like the pep rallies and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I focus on the game, you know, because I like hitting you guys in your mouth, you know, so <laughs> that's the kind of conditions I like getting into. You Spoken know? like the true 2009 Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year right there, Fred. <laughs> Unanimously there voted. Yes. There you go. So, so, the, the, and I, I'll start with this and then we'll shoot around. So, we'll get into like our memories of, of this game, right? And so, I have, I have two memories of this game. One memory is we're the number two team in the nation. We go into the Rose Bowl. We're overlooking we're playing, planning to play in the national championship for the third straight year. Looking to play, I think we would end up playing Tim Tebow in Florida that year, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, Jamal. You can fact check me later, but I think it was Tim uh, Tebow. It was going to be Ohio State, uh, Fred. You know, okay. uh, the Gators got in because SC lost. Oh, there you go. So we would have played Ohio State in Arizona, so it would have been a home game for us because that was like the first time they actually had the national championship game. They didn't have a BCS national champion. Like, you had to play for the national championship. It was, like, the first national championship game. We overlooked it. We go into the Rose Bowl, lose 13-9. and We're driving down. We're on, like, the 15-yard line. JD has a wide-ass open. Patrick Turner on a slant for a touchdown. Throws the ball. Jumps up. Ball gets tipped. Interception. it. We lose. We end up playing in the Rose Bowl that year. Finishing first. Still finished first in the Pac-10. Played in the Rose Bowl that year. We beat. Uh, Michigan, Jake Long in Michigan that year. The second year is when the, is in the Coliseum, and we, that was our get back game, right? It was like we were already out of the national championship, we already had two losses, we were just pissed off, right? And we just was like, All right, they got to come see us. So they came and saw us, and we pretty much just laid it on them, went on Rose Bowl champions. So that's what I remember about the game. Uh, we'll go to BP. What do you remember? What are your memory? What are some of your memories that you remember about? playing this game 
first play of the game, hitting CJ Gable, fumble, we get the ball back, you know, just making plays and just the intensity though. Like um that week was just always intense. And it was just fun for me playing against SC because of the recruiting process. Uh Pete Carroll and I remember Coach Norton that came to my house to recruit me and they were like, Oh, you don't come here. I mean you're scared to compete and you're scared to play with the best. And that was part of the reason I went to UCLA. And uh and I never been to that part of town before. And um I just loved the campus when I saw it and it would just give me a chance to play against USC uh every year. But SC was my first choice. Like I, I was a fan. But it they were just stacking a lot of talent and I didn't I wasn't in fear. I wasn't fearful of that. I knew I could play anywhere. But I knew that I like playing against great people and so I just don't want to be beating up on people. I'm more like David versus David versus Goliath. You know what I mean? I guarantee you this. I could guarantee you this right now. If T Mac would have walked in your house, you'd have been like, Yep, I'm going to SC. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> if T Mac would have walked in there, you'd be like, Yeah, uh, I'm going to SC. Guarantee I've met him a few times, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, real cocky over there, you know. And I, I uh, played at Crenshaw, so you had to be humble, you know, coach, uh, playing for Coach Garrett, and that's just how I was raised, you know, and I just worked hard. Well, I had to learn to work hard first, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I hated it. But that was the foundation. My foundation was South Central playing at Crenshaw, you know, and so – Going to UCLA, it was way different. And as he was right up the street, it was in the hood. You know, it's like <laughs> campus is trash. You know, it's like it's a real ghetto over there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the education's way better though. Jamal, what's your memory of Battle Victorville? Well, you know what's so fun reason. too. What's so fun too, Fred is. You know, again, because these two schools are so uh, close in proximity. I mean, look at, you know, Candace and Brian, house divided. I mean, I I went undergrad to one school, grad school to to another. And, and it's just there's actually so much kind of interlinking between the two schools because they're so uh, close in proximity. You know, to me, uh, Fred, the, you know, you, you mentioned kind of a number of great games and, and there have been there have been some such iconic moments. But I got to go back to that that 96 game. You know, that 96 game, the only game that was in overtime. And that was the the year that R.J. Soward was going crazy uh, at, at SC. And SC was up like, 20 points with, with five minutes to go in that game. And then at UCLA frantically comes back, forces overtime. And then Skip Hicks scores a, a touchdown in the in triple overtime, 48-41. So that that was one that I always remembered in, in my youth um, as, as growing up. And and just kind of beyond that, just, you know, the epic kind of Matt and Reggie years. And then you mentioned 13-9. And then, you know, Hundley had such a great run. And, and then just kind of been back and forth. And, and really the last few years, uh, the, the games have been so close. You know, last year it was, you know, SC by a whisker the year before. Uh, was was uh, you know a competitive game and and just uh, just incredible rivalry. Good deal, Candice. What do you remember about this game? I mean, obviously, I have a way different perspective. Ryan always reminds me when I'm wearing USC and doing USC stuff. You didn't play football there. You didn't play football there. You didn't play football there. So my, I don't sound like that. me neither. Oh, it's okay. okay. 
<laughs> you didn't play well, okay. um, my perspective you know it was always fun an opportunity to drag that bear around on the um beach the swing bike on your beach on your beach cruiser yeah on my beach cruiser because i'm from michigan i didn't know what that beach cruiser was when it's december and i'm wearing ugg boots and shorts so it, it's a totally different element than even what's about to happen here this weekend and uh, it was always fun um and I remember, I, my gosh, I keep feeling really old, but we won all the time. So that's why. That's, that's all why I had. Don't play there because, like, oh, we won. We, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't do nothing. I speak French. <laughs> so, I mean, so, it, it was, it's, it's playful. And then, you know, I, as, as an athlete, saw the guys all the time. But then I got a, an awakening when I first started dating Brian and he came to USC with me and there was like, they really was like feeling some type of way when they heard it. And then when they saw him, they was like, BP, what up? The neighborhood legend, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, y'all soft. <laughs> so, I mean, that's always been pretty fun for us because it hasn't, I think it's because of who he is. He's always really well and welcome. It's not any, um, you know, it's playful black blood. But now us being in a town that's going to be a, a huge Big Ten potential rival for us and having a whole human named Bruin has created a whole new element in our house. I got He'll you, Ryan. Do you, here. Ryan? Do you have any memories of the USC UCLA game? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, your I backstory, get, your backstory about LA football is great. Like you guys didn't have football, but you always went to what either SC or UCLA game. So I'm pretty sure you've been to a plenty of rivalries. So you have any what what memory of the games stick out to you? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I remember the parties were great during that week. Great parties. <laughs> during that week. We would go up. We would go from Long Beach to to Westwood or to to USC's campus and uh, and have a good time. So that was always fun. My I went. I was in Long Beach. What oh eight to twelve? I think the oh eight year was was a riveting matchup of Matt Barkley and Kevin Kraft, if I'm not mistaken. Just <laughs> a not very good quarterback for UCLA, and I think USC oh. won twenty eight seven or something like that. They won like three years straight. And then, and that's when Brownlee came in and then they won a few for UCLA, but, um, such a fun rivalry. Even I didn't go to the schools, like even Long Beach is only 10 miles South of USC. I mean, we were close to, and we knew kids that went to USC and, um, a lot of people that lived in Long Beach had friends at SC. So we knew people or friends at UCLA. So we'd go all over the place. I actually, the church I went to Matt Barkley went to our church. So I'd see him on Sundays <laughs> all the time. So it's just, you know, it's, it, it's so intertwined. I think that's what makes it so special. Um, even growing up in Colorado, you know, Colorado state and, and CU Boulder are, it's a fun rivalry, but it's still a solid, you know, hour and a half, two hours apart. And you still, I mean, you grow up going to high school and there's still that connection, but it's not the same proximity of what, in one city in LA. So um, yeah, a lot of good memories of not necessarily being at the schools, but still partying at the schools, drinking with play players and stuff and having a good time. So th this is, this, this is the greatest thing about the rivalry. And I don't think you will have the, you don't have this with any rivalry you have before. Like when I played, right. So when I played, went to Long Beach Poly high school, I played with Terrence Austin, right. I went to USC, Terrence Austin went to UCLA. But we were teammates. We won championship games together. You know what I mean? Like there was people. Stephon Johnson was a Dorsey. There was people from Dorsey on that played at UCLA that are teammates, right? BP went to Crenshaw. There's dudes that went to Crenshaw that went to USC. There's dudes at Crenshaw that went to UCLA. It could be a family. Wow. Yeah. Fro Frosty Frosty went to high school with Deshaun Foster. And then Foster. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Frosty went know, to USC. It's like, yep, yeah, they're both from Tustin. Like the family members, cousins, people you grew up playing Pop Warner with. Right. Or mm -hmm. like people even like I'll bring back an old one for the L.A. people. 
King Conference people, people you grew up when King Conference was a thing playing Pop Warner. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, I play with him in King Conference, but he goes to UCLA where USC, like, you create that, like, there's no other rivalry that I think has that close connection. You know what I mean? Like, it's legit, like, it's a family affair. It's like big brother, little brother, or even if they, uh, we won't offend the UCLA people. It's like two brothers battling <laughs> something out. You know what I mean? So, and, like, you finally get that chance, like, all right, here's my chance. We're going to have it. We're going to make it happen. We get one shot every year. I'm going to prove to you that I'm better than you. And so that's like <clears throat> the advantage of it is, is what I was going to get into is now that we're going to the Big Ten, and like you said earlier, we play in two iconic stadiums. So once a year, you're going to see a rivalry between two schools, primetime East Coast, and an iconic stadium. It's not going to be a bowl game. It's going to be legit a home game. It's either going to be in the Rose Bowl or it's going to be in the Coliseum, and you're going to see that game happen. I think that it will advance for recruiting. And I think that it will vent for the rivalry nationwide and people understand like, oh, these dudes really got something going on out there. You know what I mean? Like for us, we know how big it is to us because we grew up in this area. But the nation kind of like, eh, it's still California. You know what I mean? So for us, we know. And I think us going to the Big Ten and this game happening next year in the Big Ten is going to be a, it's going to make it bigger and it's going to make the rivalry a lot much better. So that's something to think about and well, just, to, just to add to that real quick and Candace, I know you can relate to this. Like when I moved here, I, I was like, I didn't think the rival, like I knew about it. Obviously I, I grew up, like I enjoyed both schools, but it was like, Oh cool. It's a, it's a cool rivalry. And then once you get here, you're like, okay, this is a big deal. But yeah, you don't hear about it outside of the confines of California as much where I think now what you're saying, oh, I totally agree. Jamal and I've talked about this all once the move happened a year half goes, it's just going to be great for both brands to finally get, which is crazy to say LA, the biggest media market in the world. And it's like, we're finally going to get the media exposure that is deserved, right. but I think it finally will. Yeah. Before you continue, sure. Kansas, I just want to let everybody know, listen on the mightier 1090. Thank you for listening up. You know, how it goes live free fight on go Trojans. Another, another victory bill. Keep the victory bill at home. Hey, so <laughs> now just, the, ahead, now just to touch, touch, touch on that. Yeah. Completely. When I came, I was like, uh, it's okay. But what's funny now is, we have this son named Bruin and then people are like, Oh, that's so cute. You named him after a Bruin bear. And then my USC friends are like, what are you thinking? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, your brain <laughs> so hurt. I'm like, yeah. So you know, or even, even out here, they're like, UCLA is that that's in California. Right. And it's so very different than, you know what I mean? So they have no clue. Like, Oh, you guys are rivals. And they're like, duh. So <laughs> it is going to be a whole new element for sure. I don't know why they're mad about the Bruin there. I mean, you could always say that, but we got to understand that, that the, the cow bears history is major. Actually, nice. cow, cow bears is actually <laughs> cow bears is actually a bear. And then they came up with another school and they named it UCLA and a Bruin is a nicer bear. So we'll get it. So it's the baby. Bear. That's, <laughs> that's what, right. I mean, that that's where the Bruin. Bear. Bruin came from Baby Bear because Cal was the original UC and they were the Bears and, and UCLA was, you know, the, meant to be the satellite campus of Berkeley at the start. And so it, it, it's the Baby Bear. That's why it's Bruin. So, so now that, so they're disrespected by Cal for their eternity of the name of the school. <laughs> that's, that's what we're getting at. So but let, let's move forward. Let's get into this game. Uh, I'll start with the game. Yeah, there is actually a game. I'll start with Ryan. Ryan, what are you expecting to see this weekend out of, out of this game? I, I mean, I, I think 
three or four weeks ago, I threw all expectations out the window, which has made it much more enjoyable. Um, I, I think this can be a fun game. I mean, it's, it's one really good defense against one really good offense. And what of the lesser of two parts makes a play, right? Is it going to be UCLA's offense makes a play or is it going to be USC's defense that makes a play? Cause the, the real, obviously catalyst of the real great matchup is USC's offense for UCLA's defense. And that's going to be, I think a back and forth chess match, the whole game of, of who can make what happen, but it's going to come down to is on those other, those other sides, who's going to make the one play that matters, whether it's a turnover on the USC defense, whether it's a big explosive running play, which is probably more likely of UCLA. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be fun. I hope that the call is packed. I know it, they, they said it was sold out a while ago, but I know since they sold out or since it said sold out, then both teams have lost like combined four games since then. So hopefully people still show up and, and have a good time. Um, should be, you know, a good time. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing these two teams play still, regardless of what the outcome is. I think it should be fun. Um, yeah, we'll see. VP, y'all play, y'all play on Saturday or y'all play Friday night? Play Saturday at one o'clock. Eastern time. I know. So you so we play it. The game's at the game is at 3 30 your time. So like you guys will like have to watch it on your phone as you're in it, shaking hands. Like good game, good game. Well what what do you what do you expect? What are you expecting out of this game this weekend, VP? Uh, we become bowl eligible. <laughs> and uh, we beat the piss. Out of the Trojan, not nah, can we say that on podcast? Uh, <laughs> no, we we're good now. You can say whatever. Yeah, we're, 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 we're off the radio now, so uh, BP, you can let it fly. Uh, oh yeah, I just feel like we're gonna win, uh, just because I'm biased. But like I said earlier, off the camera, I just like watching good football and just the respect of the game, you know. And I I watch more college football than NFL football. Because of the passion and guys uh, are trying to prove that they are the best and and want to be the best. And usually, uh, freshman quarterback, he's from Detroit, so man, I'm kind of rooting for him because it's my second home now. So you know, I think he's a uh, he thing. Is he is he healthy? Do they know who's playing? Who's starting? Uh, they don't. Yeah, he he could play. One of four quarterbacks could play on Saturday, so we'll see. <laughs> Jamal, 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 what do you want to see? You know, I I think BP said it really well when he said respect for football and respect for the game. To me, this is kind of a culture game, and and which team has more respect for their culture and for the sport itself because. If you look at SC side, the one thing Lincoln has been preaching the last couple of weeks, even after the Notre Dame loss and the Utah loss, is, hey, this team has an opportunity to still do something really special in terms of kind of backdoor their way into the Pac-12 championship game. So now that's off the table. That's not there anymore. And so where is the motivation going to come from with this group now that he can't kind of sell them on that? So how are they going to be motivated in this particular game? Four or five losses, his last game of the season – are they just going to want to kind of crawl to the finish line and get ready for the offseason, get ready to figure out who the new D.C. is and sort of move Caleb, get ready for the NFL and move on? Or do they really want to, you know, sort of put together a really comprehensive effort? And then similarly on UCLA side, all the conversation around Chip possibly getting fired, four different quarterbacks could start on Saturday. They've seemed to have sort of tuned Chip out a little bit the last couple of weeks. So where is their level of engagement? Where's their passion? Where's their level of respect for culture um, and the sport? So whoever can, I think, get enough energy 
um, for this game, I think is probably going to come out on top. Again, it's it's going to be so fascinating to see because if they're both engaged, to see that UCLA front seven go up against Caleb Williams might be one of the most underrated matchups in the entire Pac-12 season. If they're both on their A game, that side of the ball, I think, is going to see more compelling football than even what you saw with USC Washington and what you saw USC Oregon, USC Utah. I think the matchup is just so well there. But the question is, can either team kind of bring their A game? Do they have enough energy and focus and commitment to be able to do so? And then on the other side, as Ryan talked about, I think it's going to be pure entertainment and humor. The team that can't stop anybody against the team that can't score. I mean, so something's (laughs) got to give there, you know? And so you've got compelling football on one side, and then you've got entertaining football and, and sort of comedic football on the other side. So this could be an incredible game if they both bring it. Um, and so that's, I'm just hoping they both bring it. That's a great point. So, so Mrs. Price, the fan favorite, the floor is yours. Yeah, this isn't going to be popular. There's going to get a lot of comments. I, I'm, I'm not sad if USC loses. I kind of feel like our guys the other day, they haven't lost in, what, 35 games? And I asked them what motivates them. And it was the last game they lost 35 games ago. And that was like, we won't lose. We can't lose. We want another ring. We'd, and the loss, he was like at Churchill. People had COVID. The game was this. Like he could, Jeremiah Beasley, he's on his way to Michigan. He could paint, sorry, that's Bruin. He could paint the picture of what that loss felt like. And that has motiv- motivated him to put this team on his back, as well as some, you know, other great players. But when I say that USC, like we're filled with with phony Trojans, we got 22 transfers, we got a coach and a QB that, like, on it. Let's just be real, like they're bought into winning on the overall picture, but they're not bought into winning for USC, and that's very evident. So I do agree with your point, Jamal. If they come out there and bring the energy and put it together, it could be great. But I also feel like if they lose, then this is the turning point for somebody that, like I said, Bo Beckler, those that stay will be champions. So those that say and say this point going forward, what offseason training looks like, what the recruiting looks like, what our expectation for our players will set that, that, st- that standard. And also, hey, you know, Chip did the best he could. If he walk away with a dub and be done with it, cool i'm not i'm not feeling as like oh we got to take this down i don't really know if usc deserves the win to be fair us ucla works 10 times harder than a lot of other schools that have to put things together there are guys that are from eastern michigan small schools that would never get a chance to play at a ucla and if they take down the usc trojans this year will be the only time that they'll get to do it because we'll have it figured out next so i know that might not be as popular but if, if, if they don't walk away with the l I mean, the win, I'm not going to be too sad. Yeah. So, was that not popular? They'll be in the comments. Slide up in it. I think so, the more least popular things you say, the more popular you get. So, yeah. just, <laughs> keep it, I think you're fine. Keep it coming. Uh, so, so Saturday is weird, right? Saturday is weird. It, it's kind of like, I guess you could say a bizarro world, right? You have a really bad defense playing a really bad offense and then you have a really good defense playing against a really good offense right so you get you're you're getting both worlds on the field at the same time so when you say like you know and i I know i asked the question and this one of the questions you have to ask like what do you expect like for me it's like i don't know because the thing that worries me about it 
say UCLA doesn't score or say they score 10 points, which is a possibility depending on the quarterback situation and what they do on offense and how they feel about it, right? So say UCLA does score with 10 points. Next thing you know is, oh, USC defense finally is clicking. They finally figured it out. We're ready to go to the bowl game, which is not true because they're playing offense against a four-string quarterback, right? But then again, on the flip side, that four-string quarterback could come out and throw for 400 yards on Saturday afternoon because UCLA, I mean, sorry, USC has given players who have not done anything all year an opportunity to be great, right? So, and and that's since last year, right? They got Utah tight end drafted first round. They, we found out about Arizona's quarterback. Uh, Scatterbow came out against USC. Uh, The pig farmer came out against USC. So, like, uh, the receiver from Colorado, USC, like you find out about everybody against USC, but it's not a realization. You want to ask? Like whole hood hit. You want to ask Bruin his uh, oh. expectations for the game? Hold on, hold on, real quick. So then, so then, so then you you get into this thing, and Jamal, we talked about it on Sunday, and we 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 talked about it a couple of times. The culture between both schools, right? And the reality of the culture between both schools is UCLA. His defense coordinator was fired. The defense was bad. The players were against the defense. But when you see, when you see, I say UCLA, I'm sorry, USC. USC, they got their DC fired, everything. But when you see USC's players actually playing, they're playing with heart. They're playing with effort. Like they, they playing like they still have a chip on their shoulder. And then when you talk about, you talk, you talk about the UCLA game last week where, UCLA just cashed it in. It looked like their players quit. It gave, they gave up. Now, what are you going to get that's going to be carryover? Are you still going to get that USC team? We're not going to show you that we're bad, and we're going to play our ass off, and we're going to play as hard as we can, right? Or And then are you going to have a UCLA team like, we don't want to play for Chip. We're ready to get into the portal. We don't care about this game, right? And, and that's the situation that's at hand. Like, we have a dismay locker room and then we have a locker room like we're just trying to prove that we're good even though we're not we still want to prove to you guys that we're good right so if you get that you're going to get a very large usc victory right but but if you get a ucla team that's brought into the rivalry then it might be closer than people expect right and so or it might be a normal USC game where next thing you know, you look up, it's 45-35. UCLA's running out the Coliseum with a victory, and Chip is like, well, hold on. Maybe you guys can't save my job for a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> this game, this game is legit a flip of the coin. Like six points, yeah. six point spread. I don't think it's a six-point spread. I think it's a pick'em. You know, like if you ask me, if I'm the odds maker. This is an even game. Like I'm because not, you don't know. You don't know, you don't, Fred, yeah. who's gonna show up. And and the way Correct. I've sort of thought of it is I honestly think if both teams bring their A game, if they they both sort of say, Hey, I'm we're both kind of A game, I think UCLA is actually the better team. Uh because when you look at the three things that it takes to kind of beat USC, really you know, front seven, elite play, the ability to run the ball in short yardage and have kind of you know, timely quarterback play. The A game version of that for UCLA is a super engaged top 10 defense, a top 13 running game nationally, and a quarterback in Ethan Garbers who's a really good game manager. And if they they bring that, I think they have the recipe to beat USC. But the probability 
that UCLA brings their A game, given everything that's going on with Chip and, you know, the locker room and all this is much, much lower than the probability that USC brings their A game. And so that's kind of how I think about this game. If they both bring their A game, I actually think UCLA walks out of there with a victory. But the chances of UCLA bringing their A game are very, very low. Yes, yeah, and, and and that's the issue that we're coming. That's why I pointed that issue out. Like, so are you still going to get a UCLA team that's like, we don't want to play for you, Chip. So we have to do this because it's a scholarship requirement. But this is our last two games, and we're in the portal, and we're shooting you the twos, and we're out of here. Or are you going to get a UCLA team that's like, nah, this is a rivalry. Like, we're better than them dudes. I don't care what you say. Like, let me show you. You get that, we get a better game. You get the you get the latter. You're looking at a blowout. Like in reality, like you're legit looking at a blowout because they don't want to be there. So, but the problem is now you're risking injury because now you're just on the field just to be on the field. And that's when people start to get hurt, right? You get careless play. That's when injuries come along. So though, I hope, I hope for the sake of the rivalry, these dudes are just like, Hey man, like we don't care about chip. We care about beating USC. Like, we didn't do, like, the drum line. We didn't do it for you. We did it for the A&T, right? Like, we didn't do it for you, Chip. I don't care. We hope you're gone. We're doing this for UCLA. We're doing this for our pride for UCLA because we're trying to bring the bell home, right? So, Fred is also alluding to the fact that this game could be so bad that halftime is game time, you know, so based on the drum line. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't think uh, guys would be negative about it. Like, oh, we're not going to play for you, Chip. Because you still, if, if they have plans on going to the portal, what you put on film matters. You know what yep. I mean? Like, and you still got to have pride, like, to get a scholarship and all that. Like, you show some type of uh, character and discipline and appreciation to the game. And so, and I feel like no matter, if, even if it's not their A game, if both of them match up on a C game, it'll still be a good game. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, hopefully not. F game and it's just turnovers all damn day. But if it's better than that, no turnovers, you know, I think it'd be an even match and it should be well. You know what I mean? Like, but they both talented. You know, you want a leader at quarterback and somebody that know what they're doing, but whatever. But uh, Caleb is overrated to me, but you know, it's Hollywood nail polish and all that shit. But the nail polish has actually been gone for like for like a month. <laughs> they made us, they made us, they made him take his nail polish off. Maybe he should bring it back then. Yeah, probably can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably was doing a good look. Then. I don't know, man. You know, he fell in love with Hollywood, dog. You know, Holly weird. That's why I moved far away. I'm out here, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, well, it, it is It is an interesting point that BP makes up is what is the mindset of Caleb going to be? This is the last game, you know, of his USC career. I think we've talked a lot about you know, how committed is he to, to USC? Is this going to be a game that really means a ton to him? I know he's he's had some interviews during the week, but does he sort of put a stamp on his Trojan career? Or is this more, hey, I want to kind of go out there, run a couple of drives. Lincoln maybe pulls him in the second quarter to an ovation. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see his mindset uh, on Saturday and how much this means to him. Damn, and the second like quarter, Jamal? Like, well, that gives me like I was just trying to confirm it, but like Joe Burrow vibes played at Ohio State, but one at LSU. Like I just am not convinced. I feel like we'll take his Heisman, we'll check in, and we'll say we'll add it to our numbers. But there's just something about him. Like I mean, and I don't know if that's him at 
Oklahoma, if that's just him, who he is, wherever. But at USC, that USC Trojan thing, like I think we just take that Heisman. I don't I don't think we we talk about Caleb, maybe great numbers. But when you talk about Matt and we talk about Reggie and we talk about these other Heisman greats, you talk about their character, as Brian said. You talk about the presence that they bring when they come back to a sideline. His his poor behavior on the sideline has does not have me interested in have him coming back to a sideline years later to be, you know, yeah, and with that culture. You know, so. yeah, that's like that. Man, so I will say this about I will I will say this about Joe Burrow. And this is and this is where Sorry, I, I didn't do, pick it there. Yeah, no, no, but this is where I do just just this is where I do think the portal is beneficial for college students, right? Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow is actually a great example. There's no way Joe Burrow is going to start over Justin Fields. Wasn't going to happen, right? Like he got lost in the wash. So am I just going to sit here and just ride the pine and hope to get drafted or do I go get it, go have a chance, try to get a chance to someplace else and enter the portal, get a chance to someplace else. And he was successful. So like, if you do get a gym like that, and this is for you, Candace, and hopefully you accept it, you know, but if you do get a gym like that, that comes to SC, like, look, man, I got lost in the wash. Like I wasn't very like, there's no, the dude in front of me was better than me. It, it is what it is. But he, and then sure. all of a sudden, and all of a sudden he comes to SC and you're like, oh dang, so the dude must have been way better than you because you're just as good, right? Like in the girls' case, like you know what I'm saying? So like, like if if you get lost in the wash, I'm all for the portal. But if you're like, I'm mad because the coach keeps screaming at me because I don't know how to fit the B gap, and you go get in the portal, no matter what school you go to, you're still not gonna fit the B gap. And guess what? That coach is gonna get mad at you too. It's not gonna change the way you play or who you are as a player. Like you're just guys not gonna like yeah. And, and the one, portal and one good, work. I think one good example, like, I mean, there's a lot, but I think one that we, we've talked about before, but not for a while. Like to me, Marshawn Lloyd is a great example of portal. And he like wanted to come to SC. Like he's from day one said like he, he came here cause he, he went to high school with Caleb. So he knew Caleb. So he came for Caleb, but he bought into SC. He loves, you know, the culture and maybe it's all talk. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not, sitting with him in his living room but by everything he does by the way he plays like he's a guy that truly embodies i think a trojan in a short period of time but i think that's a good example of someone that followed someone over that he knew wanted to come here and then bought into kind of what the the history of this place is agree yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah. that's a good be roll on us thanks for having me you guys yeah no problem man hey fight on fight on fight on Drive safe, BP. You're the best. <laughs> so, I mean, that, and that's a perfect example of the rivalry right there, right? You got the house divided. And Jamal says they're 12 miles apart, but they're really an hour away from each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> it depends on the time of day. You know, it depends on the time of day. Uh, you know, you can, you can get from USC to UCLA in like 15 minutes. You know, depending on the time of day. Yeah, if yeah it's when you get in the morning or midnight, yeah. you know. Yeah, you uh, get to UCLA. You, you, you get there. You get there that fast after you let after you leave the club in Hollywood, or yeah. if you're over there for the Undy Run after you leave, and it's two o'clock. Yeah, you're there with no problem. But if you're going in the middle of the day, it's about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twelve miles, an hour and a half. That's ridiculous. I don't, I don't want to say it like this, but I want the the Trojans of 2024, 2025 to be like, we got beat by UCLA. They know that they have to wait an entire season to play them again. An entire season. So the the games leading up to that, 
that motivation, that mindset, I, I, like, again, I'm not wishing that on any player, but I do know what it's like to lose. I know what it's like to be a USA champion runner-up. I know what it's like to be an NCAA runner-up. And what that did to propel my training, my professional career, and my mindset changed it just by being a, a runner-up. Like Ricky Bobby said, if you're not first, you last. Well, well you I know, mean, Candace, it's, a, it, go for it, Ren. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I'll go after you. No, I, I was saying, you know, the, the similar analogy there, Candace, is the 2022 game, right? The the game last year, because 21 was DTR kind of going crazy at the Coliseum. I mean, he's kind of doing the hurdling. He's signing autographs. I mean, he's literally signing autographs. SC kids are, are coming down. He's signing SC hats in the game, you know? I mean, you know, you can go back and look at the tape, and so... When you when you sort of have that kind of sit with you for a year, you know, you want to kind of come back the, the following year and, and respond. Absolutely. But what was interesting is that SC won the game last year, but you didn't get that feeling that it was in response to 21. It just felt like such a different team. They were like, well, you know, I wasn't here in 21, so I can't speak to that. This is sort of its own game. And I think that's to your point, Candace. I think you have to be able to build continuity on your roster. And I think you've said it over the course of this season. Fred has certainly said it in terms of how he would build a team uh, in terms of kind of the 60, 40, the 70, 30, when, when it came to transfer portal and, and uh, high school guys. But I think you need to have that right mix between, you know, high school guys and the transfer portal. Cause if it's all transfer portal, you're really not going to get much carryover year over year. And you're not going to be able to sort of build that culture that you want. No, that's 100% agree. And, <clears throat> The issue with this is, oh, man, our Sooner fans are going to kill me. There's no culture at Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there's, there, there isn't, though. There's there's no culture at Oklahoma. Like, when you really think about it, right? Say, and, and when I when I say there's no culture at Oklahoma, this is what I mean by there's no culture at Oklahoma. And our, our Sooner fans are going to just get after me in the comments, and I'm all, I'm all here for it. When you really think of USC, right? You think of the Coliseum, OJ Simpson. You know what I mean? Like, and then when you go to Oklahoma, you're like Barry Switzer. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's like Barry Switzer. You know, you have Jamil Holiday. Boz, baby, the Boz. Okay, the Bud Boz. Wilkinson. I mean, I, I don't know, Fred. That that's a little harsh. You know, I, I it's think not that really, Oklahoma. It's not really harsh. When you but okay, so so let me ask you this question. Let me let me you really, really okay. So when you really think about it, right? Like. The when Texas went to the SEC, they brought Oklahoma with them. Mm-hmm. When USC went to the Big Ten, they brought UCLA with them. It's kind of like the same thing. Like Texas, I mean Oklahoma, and they hate to. I mean, as much as they will hate to hear this, Oklahoma's always going to be in the shadow of Texas. You yeah, I mean, I mean, but that's also just a function of Texas having more money. I mean, I, I there's a difference between money and culture. Right. I mean, Texas can have more money than OU, but that doesn't mean OU doesn't have tremendous culture. I think OU has got very rich history in football. But Wilkinson, Switzer, Boz, I mean, look at all the Heisman winners they've had. They're, they're very comparable in terms of accomplishments to USC. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I think there's a difference. Between I'm going that far culture. because they had to see us in the Orange Bowl that year and they know they saw what happened to them. So I'm I'm going that far. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, when. <clears throat> I don't know, and I and I and you're right. I could be wrong, but that's just how I see it. Like when you think, really think about it. Like when you think a big logo, you instantly go, "Oh, USC, 
Texas, Michigan, Ohio State. Then you go, oh, uh, Penn State, Miami, right? Oklahoma doesn't pop in your mind as a big logo. You get what I'm saying? Like, when you think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also, Fred, I'll be very honest with you. I think both the USC and Texas, they're, they think they're a big logo. I don't know how big the logo is right now, given the performance. You know, I, I think, and I think USC and Texas are very close together in that regard. You know, and, and it, you know, an article is going to come out on this later. You always talk, Fred, about USC. You know, if they don't be careful, they're going to become the Penn State of the West. Yeah. Well, guess what? USC is already the Penn State of the West. USC <laughs> has been the Penn State of the West for 15 years. If you put up, uh, if you put up Penn State's wins and losses, and you put up USC's wins and losses since 2009, Penn State has outperformed USC. Penn State has won Big Ten championship. USC has won Pac-12 championship. Penn State has one Rose Bowl. USC has one Rose Bowl. Penn State has two other New Year's Six wins. USC has zero other New Year's Six wins. So the reality is, is that Penn State has outperformed USC the last 15 years. Everything we're talking about when we say Matt and Reggie and OJ, think about the years now. OJ was in the 60s, okay? Yep. Mike Garrett, you know, John Robinson, John McKay, that was 1978. Matt and Reggie, 2003, 2004. Guess what? This yeah, is 2024 I'm, I'm next year. Like it's been 20 years. Eric Dickerson and MS, SMU. Like, that's how I feel when I wear my USC stuff. Like, Eric Dickerson, yeah. that seems yeah, forever. Exactly. But if you just yeah, watch well, it on Netflix, you're like, dang. For well, sure. Eric Dickerson is an exception <laughs> because they pretty much got shut down for years. And now they're just opening back up and they're just not recovering from that. So SMU maybe have a chance because they have a lot of money. They have a whole bunch of money. But Jamal, yeah, so when I say big logo, though, when I say and maybe they do show Oklahoma like, but when you watch like college commercials, they only show those particular schools every single time. Like no matter because what they have it is. a lot of money. I mean, there, there's a lot of money in glamour. Dallas yeah. is a very glamorous city. L.A. is a very glamorous city. You know, Austin's a very glamorous. become a very glamorous city. Southern California is so glamorous. So there's glamour, and, and and that's where there's a lot of hype. But but when it comes to sort of on-field performance, look, outside of this year with Sark, Texas's last great year is 2009. I mean, you know, they, they've been out of bowl games. They've, you know, non-bowl eligible. They haven't really done anything. So USC people still think this is a huge logo, and Texas people still think it's a huge logo. But I think it goes back to the larger issue. How much longer can USC just live off of reputation? And, and it, at some point, they're going to have to start winning some big games here, you know? And, and, you know, it's been 15 years. A couple more years, you can live off reputation. After that, it's going to be really hard. And, and all I kind of the conversations. Jamal, I don't think there's a couple more years. I think that reputa reputation has, like, it's, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Like, what did you say in the line? Yep. What did you say in the line? I'm I'm saying that I, I I appreciate you trying to stretch it out, but the fact that I am in it with five star recruits and they're looking at me like yeah. USC what, who right. is huh? And I'm and I'm and I'm baffled by it. So yes, they need to take this L. They need to take it on the chin, and that needs to be their motivation going for for next. And those who stay will be champions. But so Jamal, what did you say on the live with uh, Alex Grinch? He was like the the. They have to get it right, or that's like they're running out of time. Right? They got to get it right. You got to get it I remember right. I said, I remember I said they're running out of time, and they need to do it. And you said a very good line that relates to this, and I don't disagree with you, but you said something that was really good. Like if they their window is closing, 
Yeah. Their window is closing on them. Like this is like right now, like they have like a crack in the seal and they're getting a small little breeze to cool the pies. Right. And so if they don't, if like their window is really closing. And, and so like, I'm in agreement with you on this. Like it's, it's low key running out of time. You know what I mean? Like my kid only knows about USC because I went to USC. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you ask most kids, they're like Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. I'm like, Absolutely. Oregon. Why do you want to go to Oregon? They don't win anything. Like, and and the one I mean? thing, Fred, I will say is, you know, earlier in the season, I had a chance to talk with a couple of Big Ten officials and uh, at, at one of the games. And one of the questions I asked them was, what is a rivalry that you see? You know, what, what's a rivalry you're trying to develop that maybe hasn't happened yet with, with all these four schools coming in? And without question, they said, we want it to be USC and Penn State. Because they said that, look, Ohio State, Michigan are the two crown jewels of this conference. We don't want anyone touching that. Everyone's going to kind of get, you know, everyone gets up for Ohio State. Everyone gets up for Michigan. Penn State's our third school, and they don't have a rival. And we want USC (laughs) and Penn State to become a rival. You know, and that's why they've scheduled it for the next five years. So think about that mindset, too. They're They're not putting USC on the top line. They're putting USC on the next line. Yeah. Okay, so USC has got work to do to get back to that top line. They got to get this right. This is now going to be year three of Lincoln. The great coaches win in year three. Okay, period. You can go back and look at the in the history of this sport. So if he can't put it together year three, he's not a great coach. It's just that simple. So Penn State of the West, it is. Definitely. Let's Wait, go around the horn. Did, yeah, I know we got to wrap it up, but LA fans, like, why are we so why so fickle? Like, like we're talking about that the stadium was sold out, but now that both teams are subpar, it won't be a packed coliseum. Uh, yep. It's just LA. <laughs> That's yeah. like, and, and and you know what else? You know what else is going to happen? Oh, it drives Jamal. me crazy. I've lived here 15 years. It drives me crazy. Because in Miami Denver, has, it ain't like that. Miami has the same problem too. Jamal, here you go. Let's go to our local historian, and we'll go around and we'll get score predictions. When was the last time it rained in the Victory Bell game? Two years ago. Oh, damn. I was hoping a longer time. That's a <laughs> Did it? That's, the DTR yeah, game? The I don't DTR think it rained game. that game. It was, it, was, it, was, it was damp. It was damp. No, it's supposed well, to rain. It it's supposed yeah, it to rain. Oh, is it? It was damp. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't pouring, but I mean, it was it was drizzling. No, this is going to be rain. It's supposed to be rain on Saturday. So LA people yeah. are definitely not coming to see two teams. Yeah, that they're not. They're not, not yeah. No, I mean they're if not. it's if it's going to rain, and people can't drive in LA if it rains, then ABC, no one's going to show ABC up. Is only ABC is going to pan to the same fan section the entire game. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to fill up the TV seats pur- purposely, like the TV seats where the cameras yeah. always on the sideline. They're going to fill those up perfectly. All right, let's go around the horn. Ryan, let me get a score prediction this weekend. Uh, I'm going to say. USC is going to somehow keep UCLA under 400 total yards, but 350 of those yards are on the ground. So under 50 <laughs> yards passing, we're going bold. Uh, USC, though, does get the win. I'll go 33 to 27. Candice, score? I'll take that score, but I take UCLA on top. God dang, you're done. She's fired. <laughs> There's a show on LAFB called The Bruin Bible if you want to go join it. <laughs> they would love to have you. Just don't pick our fans. In about 16 years, I'll be the guest. I'll be the special guest <laughs> in about 16 years. Jamal, can I get a score? Yeah, this is so hard. I mean, I could see UCLA eke this out. I could see USC eke this out. 
I could see USC win by 30. The only scenario I can't see is UCLA win by 30. That's the only one. <laughs> Everything else is sort of on the table. So, ah, mm-hmm. uh, man, this is going to be tough. I think they're just going to, UCLA is going to turn around and just hand the ball off every play. And de- depending on what, we, so I totally agree with Ryan. This is going to be kind of run heavy. And everything I've seen out of USC's defense, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to do very much with that. I, I think UCLA is going to kind of chew the clock, run the ball. It's going to be very similar to Utah in, in that regard. I, I think it'll probably be UCLA 31-27. 14-21 USC. Oh, wow. I don't – I mean, I just the, – the UCLA is going to eat a bunch of clock, and Caleb's not going to get a lot of opportunities – and then, like you said, apparently Caleb's going to get pulled up into the second quarter. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying that could happen, you know. I'm just saying it could be it could be third quarter, it could be fourth quarter, but there's probably going to be a curtain call. I, I I'm 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 picking curtain call. If you guys want to cover the six, you can go to betonline.ag and go play that game. Betonline.ag has all your up to date lines, wager stats, and you can put together a parlay. You still ace the six point favorite. You go to promo. You put in promo code. Believe that's B L E A V. You receive a fifty cent welcome bonus, so you can even double that up. That is BetOnline.ag where the game starts. If you think Caleb's going to play a full game, you can also go to Underdog Fantasy. You can put over under at Marshawn Lawler under there. Put over under on his yards. You can even add what's your guy's name, the running back at, at the other school, Jamal Carson, Carson Steele. Steele. Carson Steele. You can add him over under. You go there. You put in. USC LAFB, and we will give you a hundred dollar match. It's underdogfantasy.com or any app, Google Play or App Store. So, Victory Bell, hopefully, we bring the Victory Bell back. It'll be fun to see. I just want to end it on this note. We can't, can't hear, hear anything, anything, Fred. Oh, yep. that's so disappointing. It's tough. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing. It's tough where it says UCLA sucks. <laughs> oh. That's so Fred, Fred, okay. the the, the fight that. song hasn't worked for Fred, and he also wore, uh, you know, Bruin blue yesterday. Yeah, you know, classic baby that. blue. We will not so. talk about that. <laughs> I'm muting you, Jamal. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm muting you. How's how, how's the smoke detectors working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it stopped. Thank God. Oh, there you go. Hey guys, we appreciate you. Hopefully, we will be back for a victory Sunday. And Candace final one of the season. Yeah, final. No, it's not. We have a bowl game. Well, a bowl, yeah, a bowl game. Yeah, Jeez, but it might be a Ryan? bowl game. Bowl game might be like Victory Tuesday. Like we don't know. These yeah, bowl yeah, yeah. Bowl random day. Be sort of Wednesday in El Paso. Oh, that's you know, Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I kind of. Where, where do you have to place it? Where do you have to place to be in the 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 Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl? Sixth in the Pac-12. So the loser of this game is in a great shape for for the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Yeah. Where do you, well, now it's the Gronk Bowl. It's not the Jimmy. Yeah, it's the Gronk Bowl. So you have to be in, and then you have to be in third place to go to San Diego, right? No, third, have... I mean, I think this year, I think third place is going to be Alamo because I think you're going to get a team in the playoff and you're going to get a team in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Third will be Alamo. So is it, we don't holiday. know if it's better to win this game and take the sorry ball or to lose this game. No, 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 no. I was just trying like, to see if we could. No, 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 no. That's where we're, we're at. That's where nope. we're at. That's, that's our reality. At. This is our intervention. That's, that's that where is at. not where. That's not where we're at. The reason why I was asking was to see if we would be able to do something if they do end up in one of those bowl games. 
That's all I was asking. That's the only reason why I was asking. I wasn't trying to get into one of those bad games. Oh. So if they if we do end up in the LA game, hopefully we can set something up. We could go to the LA game. If they, but San Diego oh, yeah. doesn't even have it anymore, do they? Are they still doing the holiday bowl? I think so. I know yeah. they I thought they were in some weird litigation or something like that. So either either neither here nor there. They do they they do. Let's let's set something up. But guys, I appreciate you. It's always been fun. Candace, I'm sorry I ran over time. Jamal, I'm sorry I ran over time. No Things worries. Don't go your way sometimes at work, but I appreciate you guys waiting for me. Fans, I appreciate you guys for coming in and hanging out with us for another Salute to Troy. This has been the Bet Online Salute to Troy podcast. You guys know how it goes. Live free, fight on.